Hello, Playdate. This is Don. This is Nick. And I'm Ryan. This week we are covering some Playdate news. Uh, recent indie releases. And a couple of games today. Let's see what we got. Don. Thank you for listening. Let's get started. When I said some news, uh, Playdate Catalog has a coming soon section. I think that's a little newsworthy. Yeah. We were we were looking at it and we started talking about well we, we started talking about the is it S it's not SDK what is this I IO OS 2.0 OS 2.0 thank you Nick we were looking at the the OS 2.0 but we weren't recording and we we're like oh we should probably <laughs> we're having fun doing this we should probably be recording so we were looking at like the cute little icons on this uh, list view so now instead of having the card view where you get these big cool animations you have this uh, list view. And if you didn't unwrap something, it shows a little present, which is cute. But um, I then popped out to card view and unwrapped it there so I could see the unwrapping animation. Have you guys unwrapped anything in list view? I haven't. No, no. We did our due diligence. (laughs) Um, We'll have to try that later, I guess. But uh, I'm I'm guessing there's no fanfare. I don't know. I will find out for the next episode. But uh. Yeah, we were we were surprised to see that there are many cool animations in Listview. Um, Ryan, for some reason, his I've not updated, but Grand Tour Legends has a really cool little biking guy. Uh, mine doesn't. I wish it did. Tell me all about the thing that I'm missing here, and why don't I have it? Can anybody tell me why all of my uh, itch uploaded and catalog games do not have a little favicon next to them? <laughs> Uh, do your season one games have them yes all my season one games have them and i i updated uh when you said hey go update things that was like a day or two ago right yeah so that's like june 12th ish or something yeah today's today is the 14th it's supposed to be the 20th we all know today's flag day happy flag day everyone (laughs) um it is cool because when you highlight grand tour legends the little biker starts riding the bike. The animates. Rub it in, Don. And also, word trip, the car starts driving. I won't spoil all these, but so far, it looks like all of the catalog games I own... Ex- oh, all of them. I was going to say except shift, but the eyes start blinking. They all animate. That's really cool. That's very do, cool. Do any of the season one games animate? N- mine don't. Okay, mine do not either. I have them present, but I don't see any animation. Into the trash, the play date goes. <laughs> um, I do have an itch game that animates. That's Playtime, which um, got a got an update, which is one of my favorite animations. It counts up um, to uh, to twelve. Very mm-hmm. neat. Uh, one game I'm thankful that does not have an animation is Colonoscopy 2.0. <laughs> we need the goatsy animation on here. Um, yeah, these are really cool. Almost all of mine in the itch section do not have a custom animation. But I noticed on the Playdate Squad Discord, somebody, or maybe it was our Discord, I think it was on Squad, but somebody was mentioning that their itch games were automatically updating. And that's something that I brought up a couple weeks ago, too. Mm-hmm. And they must be because I have icons here, right? And I haven't updated that many itch games. Have How does that work, Nick? Uh, have you? purchased them recently like are these recent no. editions post zero um, has one and yeah i have absolutely no clue um 
because yeah, I, I've noticed a couple of updates on mine as well, and I have absolutely no idea how that happened because it wasn't something that I initiated. Um, I had an idea. Okay. It looks like all of mine are from devs that have games on catalog. Mm. Is it possible they could sneak code in on a catalog thing to push it to their other games? Uh, If that's a possibility, it's not uh, widely advertised, but that might make sense. Or maybe they're using the catalog update methods to update itch games. Um, Backdoor or whatever? I, I don't know. Well, but, I don't know why you're not asking the artist about this because right. you can just send the redundant <laughs> sensor into the matrix and it will reboot the interface by attaching its VGA bandwidth. So that's probably why it's not working. But um, you Ryan don't have got to ask me. Into Nick mode there for a minute. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, it's cool. Go check out your list mode. All you have to do is hit the menu button, and then at the very top of the list it says view as. You click it to list instead of card, and then exit out, and it does its thing. I did notice that there's a little bit of lag in the menu system now with this new update. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys notice that too? Like I have a white yeah. screen for a second. Okay, so hopefully that gets fixed. But other than that, it's pretty neat. But anyway, going back to catalog, um, I teased it, I guess teased it by announcing it. There's a coming soon section. So there's three games in there. Far Away, Fairway, Quantum Fa- Phantom Basketball, and Oom by Gregory Kogos. So, yeah, basically you can look at little promotional materials inside catalog for these three upcoming games, like gifts and read about them and whatnot. You can visit the Playdate page to read more. Uh, pretty neat that there's like a coming soon area. Yeah, um, I think that's really helpful for visibility, too, of upcoming stuff. I'll be yeah. curious to see, or do we know if these are things which are going to be releasing at the next catalog drop or if they're just in the future at some point? It is I, not saying anywhere, but it does say that these three games are funded by Panic. So I think that's kind of interesting because <clears throat> they're not a season game release. Like these are not season two games, obviously. They're going to come to catalog and you can buy them or not. Um, I'm still interested when and if panic is going to decide to release a season two, maybe they're going to try to finish fulfilling all the play dates by the time season two releases. Do you think that's a reasonable goal or do you think they would release a season two before they make everyone whole? I, my uh, speculation is that maybe there won't be a season two Um, with the release of catalog, it's just catalog from here on out. Yeah. Yeah. May not be necessary. I think that's a little sad. I really loved the season experience, you know, getting to unwrap these games with you guys each week and talk about the same games each week. And it, uh, you know, it was sort of a felt like Christmas every week. Uh, you got a couple new games. We knew we were going to talk about the same ones and have this shared experience true we could like coordinate and <laughs> buy the same games on catalog but uh man i'm i'm putting my vote in panic if you're listening right now please give us another season i'd be in for it i think that would be pretty amazing yeah they they did that big survey a couple of months ago asking mm-hmm. all these questions about season two i wouldn't be surprised if they did a season two and yeah. i don't think they need to wait until they're made whole because every day people are ordering more play dates 
and they'd just be chasing the tail forever. And it's there true. are thousands, tens of thousands of units out there. I mean, they still have a, a market out there. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just, when it's ready, they would put it out. But um, these titles were announced during the Future of Play Direct from Hey Glitch. So there's no E3, but this is sort of E3 season in quotes. And so there was a million video game announcements uh, this week. And so this was kind of to ride the hype of that. Okay. I don't know. Interesting. Shall, shall, we, uh, shall we talk about him? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's start with Quantum Phantom Basketball. Uh, this is by Brenda Arts, and uh, it is a basketball fighting game set in a cataclysmic high fantasy New York, uh, in contrast to a low fantasy New York. This centers around three former teammates on a youth basketball team reconnecting after a global paranormal cataclysm. Star Reggie and Horace hoop their way through opponents on their way to winning the quantum basketball tournament. So I think this is a, a really fun um premise uh feels a little like basket brawly um and you get to play against uh all sorts of different folks like um you know dinosaurs and robots and uh it looks it looks quite fun except uh you know i think we would be remiss if we didn't say something about the legibility of the graphics. Now, there are a couple ways to view these graphics. One is online on your computer screen, and they look far more legible. However, if you hop into the coming soon games in catalog on your play date, oh boy, uh, it's more than a little bit difficult to see what's going on in these graphics. So I'm not sure if the graphics that we're seeing online are new and updated and more legible than the ones we're seeing on the playdate, or if the graphics on the playdate are simply mirrors of these online graphics, except they are far more difficult to read. Whatever the case may be, Brenda Arts, um, if you are developing <laughs> solely on the uh, desktop, I, I would urge you to take a look at uh, this on a play date before you press the go button. Yeah, one one of the things that we don't know, and and that was kind of where I was coming with the question of, are these releasing next week or are they releasing sometime in the future? Because these may be pre-release assets, you know, um, perhaps far from release or maybe they're, you know, final assets. I, I don't know. But, that, uh, that, that, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No. That, that was also being developed by Sweet Baby Inc. And they've got a ton of experience with Playdate games. So I'm guessing it's, yeah, early, early stuff that we'll get um, hashed out. If you haven't seen the game, think uh, Clay Fighters meets NBA Jam, which it looks fun. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. It says down at the bottom, you're right, Don. It says more cool info. Brenda Arts, Sweet Baby Inc. game support. So I wonder what the relationship is between Brenda Arts and Sweet Baby Inc. I, I do not know that. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's, uh, should we talk about um, Oom by yes. the developer of Omaze, uh, Gregory Kogos? Oh, man. This, this is the one that's got me excited, personally. Me I'm curious to know how the the rhythm works. So it's a, rhythmic, it's a rhythmic dungeon crawler. It looks a little bit like Berserk, but you're a Roomba, and it's, yeah, there's a rhythm thing. It kind Berserk of a little... mixed with Crypt of the Necrodancer yeah. mixed with Roomba. Yeah. 
Did you play Just Shapes and Beats yes. on the Switch? Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you use the crank to change your direction, but you simul- simultaneously move and shoot on the beat. And then I yeah. guess you use the crank to move. So this could be really, I don't know, this looks right up my alley. So pretty nice I think game. these, like, Oom has included only two gifts of this game, but I think mm-hmm. these two gifts that are included are very illuminating. The first one shows very clearly what's going to happen if you run into a wall, you die, you start over, and you're supposed to make your way around this maze. But the second one shows these uh, enemies or obstacles and the fact that you are, you know, shooting out your backside, these 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 fiery blasts, um, you're using those to uh, to target those enemies, but at the same time, as you are firing out those blasts, it's moving you in a particular direction. So I can see how this would be really interesting to try to balance the directional force of the way that your your uh, player is moving, but also what's coming out from behind you and how you can target enemies essentially in back of you. Uh, this looks really interesting and the frame around the screen also helps you stay on beat and maybe if the sound's off or whatever i guess your your gun is also staying on beat your blast and we're we're not hearing any music yet i'm sure you know once you turn the thing on it's going to be real obvious when the beat is yeah and then the, the final game is um far away fairway which has been hyped for a long time people have really been looking forward to this one uh, Nick, do you want to read the description or give your take on this one? Uh, so I'm not I'm not actually looking at the descriptions oh. right now. I was talking to a different Nick. Uh, <laughs> and by Nick, did you mean Ryan? Because I do have it up in front Go of me. Unless it. you want to read it, Don. A Faraway Fairway is a golf game that is procedurally generated and you'll never play the same game twice. That first sentence gives me uh, anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Explore and interact as you make your way to the goal and uncover secrets as you progress and complete your photo album. As a mental health golf game, uh, I'm not sure this is the mental health golf game for me, but Far Away Fairway game is designed to be a relaxing pick up and play. Taking care of your mental health should be like a vacation that never ends. What kind of secrets will you uncover as you play? So in in all sincerity, this game also looked real fun to me. Um, There, I like... I don't golf much in real life, but I do fancy a video golf game. And this looks like it would be a really interesting use of the crank and being able to just very slightly turn your uh, your overhead view uh, to look where you need to go. Uh, it's interesting how as you turn the crank, I'm looking at that first GIF, the whole screen shifts to give you a little bit better, farther view of where you're looking, even though it's like a direct overhead view. I thought that was quite interesting. What did you guys think about this one? Uh, I'm very curious about the procedural generation aspect. So um, that just means that there's an algorithm that generates the courses for you. So just depending on how heavy-handed that algorithm is, uh, you could wind up with a course that is uh, impossible to play, or you could wind up with ones that have a variety of obstacles that make it very difficult to play. Um, And so usually in procedural generation games, there are kind of tweaks to the algorithm to make, to smooth out that experience. So um, 
the procedural generation aspect um, is interesting, um, and I hope that it is compelling. Um, but but there's multiple ways that I've seen that done in other games, and sometimes it's awesome, and sometimes it is uh, infuriating. So <laughs> I'm hoping uh, for the awesome side of the scale on this one. It emphasizes several times this is a mental health golf game, relaxing, pick up and play, taking care of your mental health should be like mm-hmm. a vacation. So I don't see any indication of keeping Infuriating. Jack <laughs> Uh, one of the gifts, and I apologize, I'm not looking at it right now, but didn't it show like uh, three or four giant holes that you're kind of navigating around, like a Kirby's yeah. Dream Course type situation? Yeah, you can you hit around them, but it looks like when you, I mean, you get it in the water, it goes right back. I'm guessing okay. there isn't like a stroke limit, you know. Okay. You make a mistake, it goes right back. Whereas something like Curse to Golf by Chuhai Labs is also procedurally generated very difficult that's more like i think what you're describing um there are very punishing you can end up with a very punishing course you can end up sometimes with the not as punishing course uh depends on what's going on but because they twice say the words mental health and say the words relaxing i'm guessing this is just pick up and play chill good yeah. times sound sounds good yeah i'm, I'm curious too about that procedural generation because it could be super random and as nick says infuriating but i'm sort of thinking like forest burnsy where there's like (laughs) these obvious modules that are the same and maybe they just sort of click and Mm -hmm. clack those modules together that are largely um achievable uh so yeah it'll be real interesting to see how this one ends up i will definitely buy this one and let you guys know i love golf games Cool. Me too. Typically. Typically. Good. Yes. Um, we got a lot of show left. Okay. Oh. Well, then let's go. <laughs> Sorry. Did you have something else, Ryan? No. We got no. two games to review. Uh, OS 2.0, uh, just a final thing before we get into the next section here is that uh, I got another dev notice from Panic that OS 2.0 had rolled out. Obviously, we were talking about that earlier. But uh, if you have written any portion of your game in C, you need to recompile it or else it will no longer run on OS 2.0 devices. Did we go over that in a previous we did. episode? Yeah. Okay. You, this deja vu is uh, well-founded. Okay. So. <laughs> it's a PSA. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, I look forward to hearing about this again next episode. Uh, Don't leave your dogs in hot cars, Ryan. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, now I'm ready. Thank you. Cool. Um, Indian oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, uh-huh. my God. We just finished talking about the boop-a-dee-boop-boop-boop news and notes, oh, which Lord. means we are now into the boop-a-dee-boop-boop indie inventory. I thought Ryan forgot about boops this episode. I was I never almost. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> looking forward to next month when Ryan's oh, <laughs> on the edge of my seat in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, we we shouldn't have said I'm going to be gone next month. Then we really could have sold that whole Ryan's fired thing. <laughs> Don actually fired Ryan. Right. Well, I'm editing out the boops. I'll just edit the next. Edit the next <laughs> we all okay. know how much Don edits. Okay, let's go. Indie inventory. You want to do it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. Indie inventory. Uh, we're at 497 games on itch. So Good. I was hoping we'd Mercy. hit 500 by tonight. Whoa. 
you devs are slacking off. Well, you, me, and Ryan uh, had the opportunity to add those last three. Yeah, we should have published. Yep. It's pretty close. Uh, yeah, but don't forget to review games, like, and subscribe, whatever you need to do. Drop those stars so that uh, these games can be seen. And give the devs a good word. But first up is a game. Normally, I don't. It's a game called Play Ring for Playdate. Developer is KDR11K. It's a. Uh, it's based on an old Windows puzzler by the name of Fastering. And normally, I don't include remakes of other games or clones. But I'd never heard of this game, and it's an old game, and it doesn't seem to be readily available. It's not something like a game that you, you have on every console. So I thought it was worth mentioning here. It looks a little bit like that uh, Four Corners game, but uh, different. I, was, I don't know. I haven't I played was it. I was thinking yet. it looked a lot like uh, Minesweeper. 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 Yeah. Yeah, but you like you're not you match, sweeping minds. Yeah. yeah, you're not sweeping minds. You like match a pattern based on these hmm. circles. So it, it looks pretty neat. I need to play it, but I have not played it yet. So it is free. So download it. Check it out. Um, next up is a game called Coda by KMacD02. Also free. This one looks really cool. It's a rhythmic platformer, puzzle platformer. Ooh. Yeah, Nick. Uh, so you do puzzle platforming, and then the boss battles are rhythm based, and you use the wow. crank to like move your slider up and down with the beats. I have also not had a chance to try this one yet, but um, looks really neat. I am looking forward to trying it. So the uh, art looks amazing too. Yes, and it's, P- it's PS free. Uh, that's what I was going. to... You took the words right out of my oh, mouth, Nick. Sorry, both, sorry. Ryan. Both of these, la- you should be. The last two <laughs> games are both free. Nice. Oh, this is the game that shows up as a as a game called town by me i did upload it and i was like what is this and so i just kept scrolling <laughs> but uh okay so i think it was fixed but if you have a game called town on your device it's that game coda um next up is personal sammy name your price scenic route software yes by scenic route software this is the character from the new version of Shift, now on catalog, that just becomes like a little toy on your playdate. So I had this, I turned this on on my playdate and just had it sitting on my uh, desk today. And he just looks around, you can push buttons to make him make noises. Otherwise, it's like a little clock with a calendar there. And I guess there's little things it can do. I kind of messed around and there's a flashlight on it. <laughs> like you can turn the flashlight on, <laughs> on your playdate. Huh. It lights up the little light on the top. It's cool. The LED? Yeah, yeah the LED. According, uh, anyway. according to the sales pitch, it says he can look to his left and even to your right. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's really cool. So that is name your own price. Uh, then we have Dungeon Breakout Chapter One by Waver, and that is also name your own price. This is a cool looking pulp game. Uh, fight through enemies, solve puzzles, meet helpful characters. It's, uh, it looks like a Zelda dungeon crawler kind of thing. So give that one a look. Very cool logo on that one. Next up is Touring by B. Withers. Uh, rest in peace, Bill Withers. And that one is free to download. Is this uh, is this Miles Born? You guys know the card game, Miles Born? Is that this? I'm unaware of Miles Born. It's like a no classic idea. card game. You, or, am I saying it right? Miles Born? Anyway. I don't know. Oh, you guys, you guys are rusty on your 80s card games. Huh. Anyway, um, I don't know. It looks like that. Based on a card game from 1906. <laughs> but in the 80s, it was called Miles Born. Okay. It was at every... Uh, who every who called it? Aaron Town. <laughs> I don't know. It looks cool. I have it. I have not played it yet. I, I've never heard of Miles Born, Don. I'm sorry. 
It's Jason Bourne's little brother. I just looked it up and uh, evidently it's still being produced and it is a real thing. So Don is not lying to us. Thank you. I never assumed Don's lying. I just, uh, I I don't understand the frame of reference. I'm sorry. Uh, But yeah, so that was touring and it's free. Yes. Uh, Crank Crawl is next up by Fabian Fisher. It is $1. I did play this one. I thought it was a slot machine thing, but no, it's not like, it's just three thing, three lines that kind of have all these different fantasy elements to them and they mm-hmm. drip down. And the idea is you can just select which of the three hits the bottom first. And when they hit the bottom, you collect them. So you can collect three swords or like three of the same. You can collect a, a potion, a boot and a, an arrow or whatever. And whatever three you collect, those that's your attack. That's your move. The three things you collect is what you're oh, doing. That yeah, that's cool. It took me a second to figure it out, but yeah, that's cool. So obviously different combinations have different effects. If you need to heal, you collect three potions or try to because it, there's so many elements in the game that might not be three potions coming down next. So you have different combinations coming down. Um, anyway, very easy to learn, but but fun to play. I highly recommend giving this one a try. Simple to very play, interesting, fun huh? mechanics. This might end up uh, being talked about more on our show someday soon. And this is the only game in our indie inventory that is asking an exorbitant amount for their game (laughs) of $1. Totally worth it. Crank crawl. Very, very. Go give Fabian a buck. Very, very worth it. Yes. Ryan. Yes. You're asleep at the wheel. What's our next segment of the show? Pixel. Uh, There was a, there there was a thing, a play date catalog. I guess we already talked about that. No, we had a catalog update. We can just say it real quick. Don started, uh, Putting that stuff in there just to fool the boops, I think. <laughs> I need to move that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a horrible podcaster. We've got some catalog updates. I guess this is where we say, I need to highlight it in red or something. Um, we have new updates to the catalog. Since we never record on Tuesdays anymore, when it used to be so convenient to just slot these in there. Um, we have Snoik. We have Shift. One of my very favorite Playdate games. We have Played Upon, which Hold looks on. awesome. I got to hop on that one. Yes, we we got to say a little something about Shift because it's not just the Shift that was available on Itch. It That's is true. a massively revised uh, version of Shift. Very visually different. Uh, from my understanding, it's the same gameplay, but there was a ton of work that went into revamping the visuals for Shift for the catalog release. Shift remastered. Yeah. Retooled. All right. Uh, Sorry to interrupt there. Play no, you're, you're absolutely right to interrupt there. Uh, playtime weird alarm clocks maybe the best gadget for your play date uh, the barkless doctrine and they also started making these little like collections so now there's a puzzle game collection if you just want to see some really great puzzle games and there's a pulp game collection so you can pop in there and then see the these little folders of games that are recommended so pretty cool so you mentioned the Barkless Doctrine. Um, this is a Nevin Mergen game, and I don't know how some of these guys put out so much content. Uh, is Nevin's sole job at Panic to make these games? Because he's putting out a bunch of them. Anyway, uh, I'm thinking of like uh, Inventory Hero was a really fun, quirky premise for a game, uh, which makes me excited to see another Nevin Mergen game. So anyhow... Uh, that's Barkless Doctrine. He he's had his whole life to make these games. Maybe he made fifty <laughs> games before the playdate hit was even conceived. And now yes. he's yeah cranking them out. 
or dripping them out. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, Cranking them out, yeah. Anyway. Boobity boop boop boop. Pixel panel. Ryan is editing this one. (laughs) All right, we got two games to talk about. We got 30 minutes. Break. Crack a bag, boys. Let's go. Nick, you're driving the bus. Oh, that's right. Uh, So... (laughs) The, we gotta wake Nick up real quick. Yeah, the pixel panel <laughs> game that I selected. He's for over this, there in the dark. No wonder he's not awake. <laughs> the one that I selected for this time is called Lunchtime by One Dan Band, and uh, yeah, it took me a second here because I was I was on my lunchtime, guys, and then you you made me come back here to talk about this game. Um, so Lunchtime is uh, a very interesting experience it's like an adventure game where you're tasked each day of a work week with selecting from uh six different activities during your lunchtime so you have an hour each day yeah possibly sorry to interrupt possibly the least adventurous adventure game okay go on (laughs) uh anyway ryan (laughs) oh I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, th- th- these six different things are identical each day. The only difference is what happens when you access them. Um, so you you have these six different choices, and then those can lead to other choices or other interactions, depending. Um, so, uh, Ryan, I get the feeling that you have some thoughts. Oh, are you are you done already? I I, I am. I just wanted to explain what the game was, and then figure okay. we get into thoughts. Sure, let's 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 think together about this game. Uh, who wants to go first? That's not me. Oh, okay. Uh, go ahead, Don. God, we're a mess today. Uh, all right, so Ryan Ryan was like, he said something in the Discord, like, "Hey, have you guys played this yet?" Like, there's not this thing is is like shallow. Th- there's not two a whole or three lot weeks of- early. As yeah, he usually does. Like, there's nothing to do in this thing. So then that was like a challenge to <laughs> us, to to Nick and I, is like, all right, we got to prove Ryan wrong. That is my goal in life. So I hopped on immediately <laughs> and was like, oh, Ryan's kind of right. Like, there's not a whole lot here. But then there is, like, there is a lot going on here. And to a point where, like, I, okay, I feel like I did everything. And Nick's like, no. Nick came back with, no, there's even more. So I had to prove Ryan wrong, and then Nick had to prove me wrong. It's like this <laughs> circle we have of this podcast yeah. the chemistry we got going. So anyway, so the idea is you sit there, you eat lunch or whatever, and I was like, I've I've done things in a certain order. I can see that there's only so many orders you can do things. Um, sort of like a slot machine. You can only have so many combinations. I can only harass people on social media so many times. So I'm going to, I'm going to ignore my lunch. I'm just going to do social media. And then when I'm on social media, I'm, I'm just going to like stuff every single day. I'm just going to like every post. Then I'm just going to downvote every post. And then the next day I'm just going to read a book. That's all I'm going to do. And then the next day I'm just going to eat my sandwich and ignore everything else. And then I want to beat the video games. Mm-hmm. And the way that it's structured is you can only do so much. Like you can't, really eat a sandwich and read a book at the same time because you like just don't have life. time in the day there's only so many minutes in your <laughs> yeah. lunch hour there's only so many minutes and the other thing fighting you is there's only so many days in a week because the game sort of ends at the end of the week so you only have five days and a day might only last you 30 seconds but at the end of the week 
a week is, might be gone, might be over in two minutes or something, two, three minutes, mm-hmm. uh, depending on what you choose to do and how much time you spend doing them in real life. And so I, I, you can play through this game a dozen times in 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of fun to see how many different ways you can do it. So even when I was done, it didn't really surprise me that Nick was like, oh, there's other combinations of things you can do. So that was there was a lot more depth to it than I thought. But on the, on the same, on the same uh, token, it didn't surprise me that Ryan didn't see the things that we saw. Because at face value, it's like, yeah, there isn't a whole lot here. And it didn't surprise me that like, oh, Ryan, this is the day he wanted to live or the week he wanted to live. This is what Ryan chose. This is what he wanted to choose. And he wasn't interested in these other items that he, as a person, was not interested in doing. So it's kind of cool that it um, was successful to all of us. Did you guys play Stanley Parable? It kind of reminded me of that. Uh, Briefly. Okay. I have no knowledge of Stanley Parable, but... I agree with you, Don, that this game opened up a little more than I expected it to. Um, You know, you you start with X number of items, six items that you can do during your lunch hour. And um, I was trying different combinations. And for the first, I don't know, half dozen games, I was just getting the same ending. uh, No matter what I did, it seemed like. And uh, Nick gave me a hint. He said, make sure you eat the apple every day. And uh, that came out with a surprising outcome. (laughs) (laughs) So it it really sort of opened my eyes to, okay, let's see how you can really like force feed whatever it happens to be any one of the items and and see if there's some different, uh, some different outcomes for those. Um, There's, uh, I did not understand this initially. I thought it was just randomly circulating, but Nick, can you confirm this, that the video games are different each day? So like if you play the computer on Monday, it's going to be different from the game that you play on Tuesday. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. I I did not realize that each day had its own respective game. Hang on. So how many games? There's five games? There's only three. Okay. Yeah, I saw three games. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And uh, even though I would say this is not a game I find myself wanting to come back to frequently, I will say that I thought it was really well written, that there were a lot of really funny, um, funny lines, funny dialogue, funny quips throughout the game that kept me, you know, lightly chortling. Uh, I, I did enjoy that. Um the the artwork and again i gotta speak as the artist here it's it's a little rudimentary uh could probably use a little work um but uh it gets the message across it's clear even though it's a rectangle you know it's a sandwich <laughs> you know so uh so Russian yeah this, right so uh so anyway those are some of my thoughts what about you guys what else did you um, think about this one well i really enjoyed the wordplay so I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, silly nonsense. And uh, this, this really delivered the type of silly nonsense that, that I like. Um, so if you find the concept of weekend displaying at the end of your week 
a hilarious joke, then this is the game for you, um, <laughs> as it was for me. Uh, I <laughs> Ryan, Ryan uh, messaged us, and you know he was very confused by that message initially, and and I said it's really funny. It wasn't. It wasn't he, confusing to me. He met, he met I just with... wanted to know if that's the only ending you can get because that's the only ending I ever got until you told me to go eat a bunch of apples. Uh, so I was confused as to yeah. whether or not there were alternate endings or if that's just all you do. Understood. I, I wasn't sure if it came across clearly that there were two different meanings for the for the. Oh no, it was not, it was not thickly veiled. I got that. <laughs> yeah, it's not very subtle. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, really interesting, uh, stuff in the book and each, each day, uh, the, the story in the book builds on itself and it's very interesting. The computer games, uh, as Don and I were chatting earlier here, there's three of them, but they all have a common theme and mm-hmm. the common theme is, catching a fly uh it's kind of reminiscent at the start of like mario paint minigame um Mm -hmm. and then it it goes from there so it's it's pretty interesting as don mentioned you can interact with social media on your phone um and there's always the same (laughs) person posting and you can either really just like your life pump up their self-esteem or send them into a spiral. And uh, it's uh, pretty interesting. And then there are the food items you can interact with. And those were the least touched of, of the items that I had to mess with each day as usual as in real life. Um, but I, each item takes a different amount of time to interact with. So if you uh, eat an apple, for example, and then drink some water you won't have enough time left to play a computer game. So you have to pick your spots as to, you know, what you want to do and how you want to experience it. Um, It's so funny you say that you were approaching this like real life, so you didn't (laughs) eat any food. And I too was approaching this like real life. So every day I was like, well, I have to eat something. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm going to be out of energy. So what am I choosing to eat? Is it going to be the sandwich? Is it going to be the apple? And I'm like trying to think, well, I had an apple yesterday, so I guess I'll mix things up. And- <laughs> I have a triple decker sandwich. Today. Um, so uh, did you notice that there's different dialogue each day that you interact with one of the food items as well? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's different descriptions for everything all the time. Uh, there's an awful lot of, of words in this game. Um, and uh, I, I did have a couple of uh, criticisms or, or suggestions, perhaps, is a better way to phrase that. But uh, before I got into that, did, did you all have any other, any other thoughts? I, I liked the art. It was kind of like an Apple II kind of vibe to I, it. I enjoyed it as well for its simplicity. Um, I, I, I found everything clear as Ryan said, but, uh, yeah, that's it. I, I liked it for what it was. I mean, it's, it's free and yeah, it was fun. If it was four hours long, like last week and then it had this, this sort of vibe, then <laughs> probably would have been hating Nick, but yeah, you know, back near the, de- the beginning of the description of this game, Don mentioned that, you know, there's only so many combinations you can do, but after playing this game and talking with you guys and playing it some more, I actually think there's like 
an infinite number of possibilities that you can <laughs> mix and match all these things with. Like, uh, I think if I were on another four hour plane flight that I might've played through more of this, but being, being in real life again and feeling, you know, like the typically rushed person, I, I felt like I didn't have the amount of time that maybe I could have or should have devoted to this game. Cause it seems like there's potentially a lot more to, to figure out. I like that it does it does cut you off. Some things it'll say like there's no more today or something like that. Yeah. There's no more this week. I forget the dialogue is, but um anyway, yeah, Nick, go ahead because we get we still got one more game, so okay. I don't want to take from you. So uh one of the only things uh that I would suggest is um I found a bug in one of the computer games. There's the a fly. Uh, the f- <laughs> yeah. There's there's a fly, but there's also an imposter. And you have to unmask the imposter in this game. Um, it you can ask the same three questions of three different uh, characters on screen, and you ask them their opinion of trash, of light, and of flight. Uh, but if you ask those questions out of order, in some instances it will respond with no dialogue. <laughs> hmm. So I, I found this out uh, the first time that I hit that minigame and uh was very confused uh i felt like i was missing information and that's that's why uh so there's a little bug there uh the other thing the other suggestion is this game is really hotspot based so you don't have to click things to interact with them you just have to move your little mouse cursor over them um and that is a little trickier than it might seem um because a couple of the X's uh, for the sandwich and the water bottle are right beside each other. Well, right beside. They're like four spaces away from each other, but they're on the same Y-axis, you know, vertical plane, um, the, the same uh, point uh, on the on the Y-axis. So um, they're beside each other, and it's easy to accidentally hit one or the other. Um, okay, by by y axis and vertically next to one another, I think that you mean x axis and horizontally next to. Yeah, one that's another, what right? I mean. Okay, just the making opposite. sure. Okay, I'm with yeah. you now. Um, it's just less fun too. Like you want to go over the x and then hit a button. Yeah, yeah. So um, maybe change that in some way. But yeah, that explains why I was struggling to <laughs> explain this concept, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, my graph was backwards. Okay. Um, so all right. Tell, yeah. uh, I'm I'm sorry for taking up more time with this, but I'm really curious about this now. What would your alternate suggestion be? Because I must admit that was sort of a uh, an easy navigation for me, and having them on the same x axis. I thought was actually pretty easy because then when I was done with my water bottle, I could just keep clicking to the left and then eat my sandwich. Um, that assumes you want to eat that sandwich though. What if okay, you just so, want to eat the apple and spend five minutes, then you got to go up and over. It's a whole thing. So, <laughs> so uh, what, what would be your alternate suggestion for click, how to click to choose? So hover over and then be able to click a button. Yeah. Hmm. And move the X on your phone to the left. So you don't have to go around the phone. Yeah. Not a huge thing. No, it's not. Can can you not go through the phone? You can. Oh, you can? Yeah. Yeah. I never went through anything. Oh, Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I went around everything. 
yeah, played it on hover. challenge mode. <laughs> you, can, you can hover over everything. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. just have us click on the item and then get rid of the X's. Yep. Well, the, I can see why they would not do the hover over on these objects because these objects are multiple squares wide. And so every time you moved over another square, it would probably pop up another, hey, do you want to drink? Hey, do you want to drink? But um, if you were able to click on the object itself, I can see that working. I, I don't know. I, I, I sort of enjoyed the lack of clicking, just being able to hover <laughs> and, and yeah, get the message. Fine. After yeah. after the first ten seconds, it didn't bother me. Yeah, yeah it's same. it's not the end of the world. Uh, um, Nick, leave him a note. It says if you find any bugs, let me know. Oh, okay. So I will. There's no comments on this game. Okay, comment is being leave made a rating. Right now. Goodbye, guys. Talk to you later. Um. <laughs> All right, Don, you ready to talk about Real Steel? Uh, uh, overall, I would recommend playing Lunchtime. Yes, same. Um, Thanks for playing it with me and talking about it. Good recommendation, Nick. Thank you. Yeah, good pick. Good pick. Very different. Good pick, Nick. So so you liked it overall, Ryan, even with your initial hesitancy? I I would say that it grew on me. I still am not sold on like this as my go-to game, but I can see every once in a while, like if I wanted to try a new combination of things and see if it unlocked something else you know i might come back to it but uh it's not a game i'm gonna play frequently sounds good what about a game called real steel ryan was that a game you would play frequently i did play it rather frequently in fact when i was done with my four hours of last episode's game i played it on the plane quite a bit um I think there are, well, I guess we should read the description about what this thing is. Yes, sir. Real Steel is a heist game where a mysterious figure hires thieves to reclaim loot and justice as renegades nab appropriate, uh, appropriated art from evil billionaires hurriedly making calling cards to leave in their place. The hook, you're armed with only a fishing pole. So essentially you use the crank on your playdate to lower yourself down and catch different objects like sacks of money and uh, stolen artwork at the very bottom of the screen. And then you got to reel it all back up. And of course you're dodging obstacles as you go. These obstacles get more challenging the further you go into the game. There are, if I'm not mistaken, three different like overall umbrella game modes uh and then the next ones you're essentially going to these same places here you know there is a uh cul-de-sac not a cul-de-sac and there's a number of different <laughs> locations like five different locations with five different naughty billionaires uh each awful in their own way um and so you're uh you know you're robin hood uh of the art world taking back uh misbegotten artwork and i thought this was a really cool concept because ever since the release of the playdate everybody's been bagging on a fishing game the first thing you think of with a crank is a fishing game we're not going to do a fishing game well here is a fishing hook that uh really came up with a novel concept using a fishing game so uh i i appreciate um uh, who's the developer of this? Sweet Baby Inc., of course. Uh, I appreciate Sweet Baby Inc. for always doing something different um, and making a really fun, uh, unexpected fishing game. 
what did you guys think of this? Nick, did you play it? I did. Um, Huzzah! I, uh, <laughs> I played through one set of five um, different uh, heists. And uh, yeah, I, I found it to be very approachable. Um, and the cranking mechanic uh, I thought was uh, easy to use. I was uh, a little surprised that that your character constantly moves back and forth. It makes sense, you know, gravity would be impacting you as you're lowered down. But uh, I was sort of anticipating when I fired the game up that it would use the accelerometer to uh, handle that kind of curvature. Mm -hmm. Um, Just a a different thing than I was expecting. But, uh, you know, I quickly got over that and got into the game. And um, I found it really interesting. So at first, I tried to grab every single coin, every single money bag, do absolutely everything. And then when I finished the first stage, I realized that it's timed, <laughs> which makes sense. It's a heist. Um, oh. Yep. So uh, there's there's three different metrics that you're graded on at the end of each stage. Mm-hmm. One is the amount of money, and there's a certain threshold, which is not disclosed to you, I don't think, during gameplay, uh, that you're supposed to collect. Ryan, you usually correct me if I'm wrong here. This... I think that in order to achieve that badge that you have to be flawless. I could no. be mistaken, but I think you need to get That's... all money bags because I came up with like 163 out of 168 one time and it didn't give it to me. I don't think it, it's based on the amount of money that you collect rather than yeah. the the number of bags or whatever. So It's, it's like a hmm. points thing. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Interesting. So that's one metric. The second metric is the speed by which you complete the level. And by complete, I mean going all the way down, getting the thing that you're trying to grab, and then coming all the way back up. And then the third metric is un- whether you've been seen or not. And so there's different... Uh, obstacles and things which will um try to trip you up and if you uh remain like in a beams path or in one of those drones line of sight for long enough then your character will actually fall off of the hook and the unfortunate thing if you've already collected the item at the bottom of the screen uh then you will also drop that and then fall off the hook and you have to catch both um which can be uh, in one particular situation was very difficult for me. It took me a very long time to get past this one little area in the fifth uh, mansion. But um, I enjoyed the cranking mechanic. There are a couple things that uh, I had a harder time with, and I was curious if you all did as well. Um, But before we get into that, who else would like to speak to this game? Um, I like the I like the art and I like the overall concept. I feel like I've played similar games. Mm-hmm. Maybe like if, when I was a kid and on my Game Boy and stuff, I would have eaten this thing up. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I know I always talk about Balloon Kid, but like this is kind of similar. If I was trying to float around, not hit stuff, and grab all the coins or whatever. Um, I, I feel bad for not being able to think of the exact game um, Flint hook a little bit, but uh, anyway, yeah, I like the 
the screen graphics change just enough. Like you can see just on the page, a movie studio, the, the light bricks and the dark bricks. It's just in a variety. Honestly, like I'm very eat the rich, uh, politically and like the, I don't know, like the theme threw me off. I was like, I don't want to think about this when I'm trying to chill, which is <laughs> kind of stupid, but I was like, I don't know. You like jump into it. And I was like, I don't want to think about this. I just want to play a game. So it kind of threw me off, like getting into bed and playing the game. But then, even, like, even though it was politically aligned with, I know, but I like, I don't want to, I don't want to think about this. I don't, I don't want to think about how crappy hmm. this situation is. Anyway, so then, but one thing I did like is like, I read the description when I get into the game, like the backstory. And I'm like, well, when I get to the bottom, I just want to burn the place down. <laughs> in a way, like you get to the bottom and you steal the art and you can draw whatever you want, like in its place. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you can you, draw flames. You get to write whatever you want, yeah. which is kind of fun. I mean, it's hard because you're using a D-pad. Like I kind of wish you could use the crank to somehow make art. That, I don't know. That was I, I'm, sure they, I'm sure they messed with that and they just couldn't find a way that they felt comfortable doing that. Um, but that would have been a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so the way you, when you mentioned the three metrics that you can get these medals or these high scores on, I never figured out the other two until the last stage. I was just like, I need to finish this. And so I just like bolted to the bottom through it. Yeah. Top, and then I got those two medals and I didn't collect hmm. hardly any money. Uh-huh. So I didn't get the first medal, but I got the other two. Cause I just did it so fast. And I didn't know there was like a timer. Do you, if, is there a timer in that you can't finish in time or a timer in that you just don't get a medal? You, you don't, just get, don't a get a medal. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't care. I never, I initially tried to get all the money and then I was like, I don't care. Like, I don't like those games where you have to like go up like, um, shovel Knight dig. Like you got to go up and get this secret thing and this other secret thing, or even regular shovel Knight. It's like, it's fun for the people who want to do that. That's cool. Or rogue legacy, but that's not me. I'm not the hundred percent kind of guy, so I just don't care. But I like that that metrics there. That and strikes it- me as so funny because I was thinking about you a lot during this game, Don, because I remember you saying, I'm a coin guy. I like to collect coins. And I'm like, man, there's coin bags all over this place. Yeah, and that was I like, like that. <laughs> that was my approach on every single run that I did. Like I was like, Oh, I must get all the money bags. Ryan thing. And, I thought like, that, that was, that was the uh, that was the only medal I ever got. I never got a time medal. I never got a scene medal. And Nick, until you just explained scene, I was really confused about what that was. <laughs> but now it makes so much sense. So can you never be hit by a laser or by an Incorrect. optical view? Or can you just not be seen as, for a particular amount of time? As soon as... It? As soon as you break one of those optical beams or you get in the path of one of those drones, a little meter will appear above your head. Right. Once the meter fills up, then you're seen and you fall off the hook. Um, Okay. So if you fall, then you're seen. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I'm with you. Okay. Interesting. I did not know that. Thank you for illuminating. Uh, Just real quick on gameplay. Really the only gameplay thing I didn't like is there's like these, you, you mentioned going back and forth and that, is annoying like automatically going back and forth there is a button you can push to change direction Mm -hmm. and i found myself really leaning on that i was just constantly hitting a to kind of keep myself going the direction i wanted which was a little uncomfortable holding the device and doing that but the only thing i didn't like is there's these like really fat beams that are like tractor beams that suck you Mm -hmm. the wrong direction yeah magnets when you hit a magnets 
But there's like different magnets that show up later. Yes, they do they're ones with the pole uh, pointed opposite, so they repel instead of attract. Yeah. Um, anyway, when you hit A, it turns them off, but only for like two or three seconds. And so, like, you'll get through a couple, but then they turn themselves back on, and so you're like constantly fighting them. And I guess it's to run the clock out, but it was just irritating. I don't know. That just bothered. Me. I don't just know. Just think of the power usage to run magnets. all those magnets, though. I know they're matter. burning up all run. that oil. It's being run by billionaires. They've got enough money for it. The, the fossil fuel <laughs> thing is driving me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Overall, I liked it. Didn't love it, but we will be ranking it here in a minute. Um, I wanted to speak about art for a moment, if I could. I thought the artwork was extremely crisp and clear, uh, especially in the cutscenes. So mm -hmm. if you're familiar with Lost Your Marbles, I felt like this was sort of an enhancement to some aspects of that. Uh, and the, the way that they displayed characters and text uh, feels greatly improved from lost your marbles um which i didn't think was was bad and at the time uh but uh, but this is is so much more clear and easy to see and read um so i enjoyed that quite a bit um the you mentioned the the drawing drawing the calling cards so once you get to the bottom it says hey uh here's a big timer um you can either hold down A and draw something or hold B and then exit. So uh, unfortunately, each time there's the same timer and it's like 10 seconds that it gives you to view this message. It feels like an eternity. Um, and it's once like you've... Three seconds. Once you've done one, uh, you kind of know what the deal is. Yeah. So I felt like that was a little overkill uh, getting that message each time. I mean, I, I get it, but... Uh, it felt like something that maybe it would be nice to be able to skip. And then drawing the calling card, did you all ever skip drawing a calling card? Yes. Okay. I did too. And I drew a big poop or a middle finger and then <laughs> skipped it. Uh, I drew a bunch of abstract lines. That's pretty much all I can draw. But um, the thing... I think that might be all anyone can draw on that interface. But <laughs> Really? Anyway. Ryan, I'm surprised. I drew a nice butt. I <laughs> <laughs> that that was a difficult drawing interface yes. and it, the anyway go on nick you were saying uh holding the b button it gives you no feedback whatsoever and then what happens when you skip it doesn't actually skip you're still drawing it just uh runs the clock down to three seconds and then locks you from moving which is such an odd choice um I, I'm I'm not really sure what what that deal is if it's a bug or you know if that was oh, intentional. That's, that's interesting. I saw that it runs you down to three seconds, but I did not know that it locks you out. I think at that point I was just like, oh, forget it, I'm done drawing. And then I did not try to draw at the three second countdown. So that's interesting. Oh, I'm always, always pushing against those edges, Ryan. Yeah, um, love it, love it. So did you yeah, guys try it, blacking the whole thing out? I <laughs> almost did, and I was like. You know, I could just hold B and like picto chat on the DS. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you copy and, and just paste it each time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember doing that with the edge of sketch when I was a kid. That was a <laughs> challenge. Anyway, speaking of art that Nick said about mm -hmm. the game 15 minutes ago, I wanted to follow up on that. And Nick, you are an astute 
art connoisseur because <laughs> that's the I first just, time anyone's ever said that about me. <laughs> well, you're about to get a big compliment because you were talking about uh, the art in oh gosh, the real steel um, being sort of an evolution of Lost Your Marbles. Well, guess what? Will Herring did the artwork for Lost Your Marbles, and he is one of two artists on real steel uh-huh. so okay. good i nick i did not make that connection but uh really nice work there every once in a while yeah the the art the art was great but the the writing also i thought was really good like mm-hmm. the actual writing was clever yeah. crook line and sinker stuff like that mm-hmm. killed the sack very evil but but cool i like the uh safe cracker home screen kind of thing the kill the sack. <laughs> very very safe cracker Mm-hmm. for you pinball heads anyway yeah. we're out of time so okay any other thoughts i think we better rate this thing it's it's free on catalog yeah i highly highly recommend playing it it's definitely worth playing yes D- didn't mean to sound Agreed. down on it but um, yes yeah i had a lot of hope fun I didn't. I, it is is fun yes i almost made it through the third of three i think of three uh Modes? What are we calling that? I feel like I'm not using the right word. Rounds? Yeah. Rounds. Yeah. Sure. You have different characters and a different story each time, right? Yeah. So yep. I'm excited to go back and experience those other two. Um, yeah, me too. I just ran out of time before we recorded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. Don, okay. where'd you put it? So on our season one rankings, you can view those on our homepage and on Discord. I am putting it at number uh, 19, right between Star Sled and forest burns all right sounds fair nicholas cornelius bartholomew baldridge what are you ranking this i actually had a hard time ranking this one so initially i was thinking a particular spot and i was thinking of ranking it above lost your marbles but looking at this list again there's so many fun games in season one um, that I have a hard time putting it above some of the ones which are ranked uh, below Lost Your Marbles. So uh, I think I'm going to put it at number the new number 21, which is above Battleship Gadios. Hmm. Wow. Well, all right. Well, um, it looks like I'm ranking this the highest of all of us because it's going to be my new number 16. I'm putting this below Ratcheteer and above Zipper. Uh, Zipper is a great game, but it's one that I feel like it's kind of too smart for me. So uh, I feel like I would come and play this game, Real Steel, more often than that. So uh, 16 it is for me. And my ratings are wrong because I don't have recommendation dog on this list. So <laughs> I guess that makes it number 20. All right. Anyway, cool. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks for, for chatting and thanks everybody for joining us and listening. I think You're, Ryan is next. You're welcome. Uh, yes, oh, I yeah. am. <laughs> I, I do not have a game ready quite yet. But check the old show notes, maybe, or the Discord, and we'll put something there. I was under the mistaken impression that I was going to be um, out of town for the next couple episodes. But actually, I have one more recording before Don fires me. So we will be back next week with a Ryan uh, Pixel panel. Sounds good. 
Uh, check out the podcast on our website, playdatepodcast.com. Uh, and our Discord, uh, lots of activity there. Thank you, everybody, for joining the conversation on our Discord. You can find all of our social links in our show notes on this very episode. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a wonderful evening tonight. See you, Don. See you, Nick. See you guys later. DrainPinball.com. Bye, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Bye.